Come on, Oaks. Don't fuff this up. Be ballsies enough to check your crown jewels. Yes, coach. Zetam, coach. Join the team by improving your ball skills. Post a picture of yourself in your speedo and join the hashtag Fuff Challenge and test for testicular cancer. For more info, visit www.fuffchallenge.com. Now go out there and make me proud, boys. Hello and welcome to Beer, Beards and Football, where football analysis is made easy. I'm your host, Sanlim Zinyane, and with me, as per usual, the usual suspects, Sanlim Kosi, and unfortunately, Diniko Baloyi couldn't make it to today's show. Um, he's out with an injury. And we hope to have him back very, very soon. Uh, how are you, Sunil Nkosi? I'm good, and how are you, man? I'm cozy, I'm cozy. Uh, how was game week 13? Game week 13 was very interesting. Uh, it was a few interesting results. A few interesting results. Uh, I have to say the same, but uh, today's show, we're going to be covering game week 14 of the English Premier League. And off the top, we'll be going for our fixtures to watch with Newcastle United playing Manchester City on Saturday midday. Newcastle sit 14th with Manchester City on third, respectively. Now, this game will obviously be played at St. James's Park, home to Newcastle. And with five losses so far this season, how do you feel that Newcastle can make it out of this one alive? It's a very difficult game for Newcastle to make it out alive because um, Manchester City, uh, as Pep Guardiola mentioned a few, few, few days ago, he was talking about the results of the Liverpool game. Yeah. He was talking about the camp, as in like um, there are no jokers left there. So okay. you can tell from the from the squad, looking at the CC squad, that they're really determined to to get three points anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the season. It's interesting that you say that though, because I just want to piggyback back to um, the the game week that we had in game week thirteen with Chelsea and Manchester City. They were utterly dominated in the first half, which what you say is kind of like a, a paradox to what was happening over the weekend. But with a Newcastle side that's uh, going through their own things, and quite honestly, seven of Newcastle's last nine goals have been scored by defenders. So Joe Linton and Miguel Almiron are nowhere to be found. What do they do? Set pieces. Set pieces? That's the answer, that's the answer for Newcastle United. I, I feel like they should play with... Um, Interesting. In a defensive formation, that's all you can do against CT. As a small club like Newcastle compared yes, to yes, CC yes. in terms of the squad. Mm -hmm. So I think our set pieces will be very important for them. Knowing well that Manchester City is also weak in defence lately. So I think that's yeah. the way to get a result. Do you feel Do you feel that uh, Newcastle should invest in a striker in January with January transfer market opening up? It's very difficult for them to invest again because um, they spent how much? For $40 million on Joe Linton. Yeah, $40 million on Joe Linton, yes, sir. So budget for Newcastle is very tight, and as we all know. So yes, yes. I don't think they should go for another striker. I think they should just try and work with what they have. Maybe they should just improve midfield, the supply line. The supply line, very true, because, I mean, if nine of your... If, if, if nine goals have been scored in your last, like, seven games by defenders, that just... <laughs> paints a whole nother picture for, for me it's just terrible uh, and going on to Manchester City I feel like they're kind of like in a renaissance uh, I know it's probably too early to say but in a renaissance kind of comeback feel uh, after like two weeks ago's defeat with Liverpool and uh, with the Chelsea game even though they were dominated I'd say for the majority of the game um, I feel like the mood 
they feel like they shouldn't win they shouldn't rather lose a game at this point because they can't afford to Liverpool are, are like just keep on going yeah they're flawless Liverpool is very flawless, flawless these yes. days. so City cannot afford to slip up I think right now we would see a different side to Pep's game I think he, he would go the route of um, if things are tough he would settle for a 1-0 they won't do the fancy stuff so, so just to reduce the gap do you, do you feel that the result that they got at this past weekend's game with Chelsea reflects a different side to how they can win a game? Yeah, I think so. Because if, if you look at the first half, first half Chelsea were very dominant. They should have like yes, sir. took their chances. It would have been a different game second half. But mm. then City knew that second half they had a lead to protect. And you could tell from the way they were playing. They went all out attack. They were more defensive. They were trying to control the game because they knew they had a lead to, to defend. To defend, yes, sir. Well, Manchester City are nine points behind Liverpool and it's always a case that is being made by uh, other shows and pundits that uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rather, it's a small gap. But in hindsight, in the Premier League, a gap is a gap nonetheless and you can't yeah. afford to sleep. You can't afford to sleep. So um, Manchester City lost to Newcastle last season 2-1. So do you think that this could be a repeat or was that just a fluke? I think it's just a fluke. Anything can happen in the Premier League, as we all know. But then I think um, we all expect Manchester City to go there and get three points. I don't think there's uh, anything... No doubts about that. Yeah, and uh, there are no doubts about that because Newcastle have been very poor lately. So yeah, just adds to, to the whole situation. Interesting stuff. Manchester City, or rather Newcastle versus Manchester City at St. James's Park this Saturday. Make sure you catch that one, folks. Um... Moving right along to the bridge, Stamford Bridge, the boys from West London, yeah. uh, the young boys. It's your boys. Uh, Chelsea versus West Ham. Chelsea sitting at fourth and West Ham sitting at 16th, respectively. Chelsea were brilliant against City for me in the first half. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Frank Lampard is managing his boys perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. Do you think that they can carry their energy from that game into this one? Yeah, they can carry their energy into this one, but then I feel like wa watching that game... There are some things we need to improve on. Like, uh, I feel like some players uh, need to really, really step up. And Fra Frank has a decision. Which, which players in particular do you think need to step up for this Chelsea side against the West Ham that is also struggling? I think uh, Kepa should like uh, improve. Because okay. of late, I've been trying to defend the guy where after like, he conceded like, a very easy goal. I've been trying to defend him and, and be like, okay, uh, this was just like... Uh, Anything, yeah, it's a mistake. But yeah. then he's been like easy to beat these days, and he's considered as, as one of the best goalkeepers. In fact, he is the world, the world's most expensive, expensive goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yes, sir. I think even if you look at the goal from Riyad Mahrez on the weekend, I felt like uh, probably Edison would have saved that that ball. Okay. To, me, to be honest, and another another decision he has to make, uh, it's the left back. Because you, you could tell from the City game that um, they were targeting the left-back position where Emerson was playing. Yes. And once Aspelicueta switched to left-back, they weren't targeting that, yeah, that were, side. Yeah, that's true. And Rhys James is good at right-back. So I think Frank should just stick to Aspelicueta left-back, right-back, Rhys James. Do you, th do you think that maybe he's uh, kind of uh, on the fence about it because Rhys James is still fresh into the game? He's still young. I mean, all the other players... Are still young as well, Chelsea being like under a transfer embargo. But then, Reese James is a very like he's still fresh. 
he 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 also had a successful loan loan spell. I'm not sure whether it was West Bromwich Albion or one of those so teams. Wigan Athletic. Wigan Athletic um, thank you. But I don't know. Is he still young? No, I don't think so. Because when he went to the championship, he was a player of the season for Wigan, and that speaks volumes for yeah, uh, for a right volumes. back to be yeah, player of the season. That's true. Yeah. So I think uh, he he should play now while we're still under the transfer embargo because. Once we yeah. Frank gets a chance he to buy, he might want to dip into the market. Yeah, he yeah. might want to dip into the market and buy left back, and then there will be limited time for him yeah. in the right back position. I feel like he should play him now. Interesting, interesting. Um, moving on to West Ham, the other team that's playing in this fixture, um, they're deflated. They look defeated. They lack intensity. Everything West Ham just is bad. Even Manuel Pellegrini post-match conferences, he just looks. He looks like a man who's down and out. He looks like a man who's waiting for the sack. So, does he deserve the sack? Does Manuel Pellegrini deserve the sack? Is he next? Yeah, right now, I don't know between him and Emre who's next. But, but Marco Silva. <laughs> Marco Silva's also poor. Yeah, he's also poor. But then, if, if you looked at uh, West Ham during the weekend, yeah. they were like, they were terrible. Even Roy Keane said it. He was like, it's not like, uh, who are they playing against again? Who's this? Uh, West Ham. They're playing against the Arsenal. Who are they playing against the, this previous weekend? Um, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but then either way, you could tell that um, those guys really made the game easy for the opponents this weekend. Or it was against Spurs. Oh, yes. It yes. was very easy yes. for Spurs. Because to be honest, Spurs were not good. They're also not good. It's just that West Ham were they weren't good? poor. Yeah, yes. I, it, it, it is a good point to point out that um, um, Tottenham weren't really at their best and it's understandable I mean the coach has just had two days you can't really get much done in two days apart from like, just lift confidence because I noticed like uh, from, from the Spurs performance there were a lot of misplaced passes I, I feel like if, if they were playing against better opposition mm. or people who are determined to play because Wesson doesn't look like they want to play they were without were, a win in seven games if they were playing against a team which wanted to play mm -hmm. they would have capitalized on those uh those passes we which mistakes, yes. which were weren't good enough. Yeah, that's true. And Fabianski being out is also not because uh, they were keeping clean sheets and they were winning games until they had to bring in uh, his uh, replacements in um, Adrian Adriano or some or somewhere along those lines. And he's been leaking goals. He's been leaking goals. Manuel Lanzini is also out injured, and he's also a pivotal player to how uh, West Ham go forward. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens at the bridge this weekend. Chelsea versus West Ham. Be sure to catch that one, folks. Uh, lots of tantalizing fixtures on the horizon. Off to the King Power Stadium. An amazing, informed Leicester team. Leicester versus Everton. Leicester sitting at second. Everton sitting at 15th, respectively. Despite Everton's recent form, history suggests this could be a tight game. Is this true? Uh, if we're looking at it, if we're looking at it from the point of like we're looking at the books, then yeah, it should be tight. On paper, yes. On paper, it, it should be tight, but then we all know how poor Everton is. Football games are never won on paper. So I think this, this might be the weekend where we say goodbye to Mr. Marco. Ooh. This might be the weekend. I feel like it also might be the weekend. He's really been poor, really, really been poor. And the fact that you were given a chance to invest in the transfer market and you have a considerably good squad. So clearly it's a case for me of a lack of intensity from the management side of things as opposed to a lack of quality in the side. And Jamie Vardy's been on fire. They're going into 
they're going into they're playing away from home number one yeah, they're playing yeah. away from home they're playing against arguably the best striker in England right now yeah, yeah. he's the best striker in England one of the best strikers in the world in Jamie Vardy um, how do you feel that Leicester will go into this team do you feel like they also need to keep their, their, their head in the game with regards to staying number two because we talk about Manchester City Manchester City being fourth chasing for the title but then Leicester are second and they don't look like they're going to drop points either so how does this one work out I feel like Le- Leicester should just focus on um, taking it one game at a time. One game at, at a time. At this point, because they've been playing some really good football. Amazing football. And uh, I think it, it's just like one of those games where, if you look at it on paper, like I said, the owners of e- Everton Club would be looking at the Leicester squad and, and looking at their own squad and be like, okay, these two sides are actually similar. Yeah, that's true. It's that's not like uh, yes. Everton are lacking in quality compared mm. to Leicester. It's mm. like on level par. Yeah. So I feel like that's why they should like uh, fire Marco Silva, like I said, get a new coach while it's still early. Because if they keep the guy, next thing you know, Everton is in 16th and we have two months to play. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Although I doubt they'll be facing relegation, but hey, like we just said, anything can happen in the Premier League and it, it gets really hectic and really crazy. And I don't know, for me, Leicester are in a purple patch to such an extent that I obviously just said that I don't see them dropping any points. And at this point, I, don't, I doubt that anybody sees them dropping points. Now, with that being said, do you feel that Manchester City could finish behind Leicester? It, it, it is possible. It's very possible. Cause for do, me, you see, do you see Manchester City losing against Leicester? That's where I was going. For me, it's very interesting. I'm looking forward to that game, actually. It's going to be interesting. It's I'm looking be very... Because even last season, if you look at the, yeah. the, the game away at the Etihad, mm-hmm. Manchester City had a difficult time winning that game. We yeah, even saw true. something we were not used to. Company scoring like a, a, an amazing a scorching goal. goal. A scorching goal, yes. We're sir. like, what's going on here? It was very difficult to beat that side. Yeah. And that side was, was under Claude Puel. Yeah, and yeah, this, yeah. this this year Leicester are more attack-minded. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be a very hectic. It will be a very difficult difficult game for Manchester City considering their defense mm, this season. Because mm, mm. Leicester they really take the chances. Yeah, they they they're, they're really absolutely on the ball and they're on fire. Um, with that being covered, Leicester versus Everton, number two versus number fifteen respectively. Be sure to catch that one on Sunday at the King Power Stadium. Now. Moving on to covering heat at the top. This is a segment that I really love. Um, We're talking about uh, the top four, rather, of the Premier League. And uh, with number one, let's just get into it. Let's not even waste no time. Liverpool. have So with today's covering heat at the top, I I wanted to make it interesting because I I wrote keywords that I I wanted to like ask the questions uh, based off so with Liverpool I had undefeated what does that strike to you them being undefeated in the league at this point in time chasing their own records beating other teams records it's a crazy time to be a Liverpool fan so do you feel right now is obviously an integral time for the Premier League as we all football lovers know December and January are very very important now we do have a winter break in the Premier League this season but with that being said, do you feel like they can be undefeated and be an invincible team? It looks likely at this point, considering the game against uh, Manchester City. Because for me, that game was like, I thought that would be the biggest test for Manchester for Liverpool this season so far. Mm. But then looking at the game, they just 
at times they made it look easy. I was like, yeah. This is supposed to be the second best team in England. In England, yes. And Liverpool are making it look so easy. Mm. It's hard to see them losing a game. Maybe they can draw a few in the season, but I really I'm really finding it hard to see them draw losing a game, losing. Interesting. Especially if they don't suffer, suffer any injury setbacks. Yeah. Uh, but with Mo Salah being out, do you think that is a hectic setback to their the, the, like ambitions? It depends on how the coach sets up the team. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you look Shaquille at it... Shaqiri is uh, also out. Yeah, I get that. So who he, do you... He, 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 can try, he can try maybe playing Oxlade-Chamberlain on the side. Because he, he's on form. He's on form. Yeah, he's, he's on fire, yes. So yes. I, I feel like he, he, he can go that route. Okay, that's So that, that could be an interesting route for him until Mo Salah gets back into the side. Interesting. Um, moving on to number two, Leicester. Um, key phrase here is flying start. Uh, they've obviously went out the blocks flying. And Leicester, I don't know, over the past, I'd say, three to four years, we've become accustomed to Leicester being a top side. On average, on average, they won the league 2015 and that was a very incredible feat. But now they look more consistent. They look like a more well-put-together team with a strong coach and a strong mentality. Now, how do you feel about them starting off to such a crazy start? Nobody would have expected this. So how do you feel with Leicester's uh, season so far? How's it going for you? I think uh, for Leicester, it's just like um, good team management from, from the owners. Yeah. Because if you can look at them, they, they've built a side from from the title-winning side. They yes. knew they had to lose a few players for them to to rebuild and rebuild, yes. and go forward as a team. But mm. then the way they did it was smart for me because they stole players like one season at a time. Mm. They sold N'Golo Kante mm. at first mm. and they got a replacement for him before yeah. they could sell another, another star player in Riyad Mahrez. Mm. They made sure that we sell, we get a replacement. So... For me, I feel like it was something that was coming for Leicester to, to be a top side again. To be a top side again. Interesting. Um, third, uh, rather a fresh third, uh, Chelsea <laughs> having been knocked back into the into the respective place where they deserve to be. <laughs> uh, Manchester City wow. is sitting at third, uh, and the key word here is rejuvenated, uh, having suffered a, a crazy three-one uh, uh, defeat to Liverpool, their fierce rivals. Um, I feel like uh, they, they have a bit more energy about them. The way that they were playing, the way that they grinded out this result against Chelsea in game week 13, for me, showcased a team that is willing to sit back and take it and then punish the opposition where mistakes come through. So how do you feel about Manchester City going forward? Do you see them dropping points? And with players expected to come back and with the January transfer market uh, looking to open, do you feel like Jürgen... I mean... Um, Pep Guardiola yeah, needs to yeah. go into the <laughs> Pep Guardiola <laughs> needs to go into the market and reinvest in his side, or should he have faith in the people that are going to come back? He should have faith in the people that should come back, but then at the same time, I feel like they are losing a lot of players because even this weekend, Aguero went off injured. We don't mm, know how mm, how, how serious mm. that is. So, for him, the first option would be to trust in the players he has. Mm, but then, true. as you know, if you keep on losing players. It will depend. Yeah. In January, if he gets to that point where he he's lost another player, mm. I think he needs to reinvest in, in the squad. Especially in defense, because um, most of his defenders, like Benjamin Mendy, is injury prone. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. He could get another very, injury. Very subpar, subpar defense. 
from Manchester City as of late. And uh, going on to the game week 13 uh, uh, opponents, Chelsea sitting at fourth. Do you feel like Chelsea can bounce back, which is the key phrase here, bounce back? Do you feel like they can bounce back from a defeat against Manchester City? Having played so well, we saw... we. It's been marvellous. Honestly, for me personally, it's been marvellous to watch Frank Lampard this season and the way that I expected him to do and how he's doing are worlds apart. I expected Chelsea to be a shambles. I expected them to be sitting in 14th, languishing in there. So now that they're fourth and they're playing really well and really challenging the top teams in England, how do you feel that they're going to bounce back? It's a, it's a very good game for Chelsea to, to bounce back against uh, West Ham because mm -hmm. it's a London derby. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like playing against a very poor West Ham side, yeah. if they can just get like a positive result, maybe three goals. Okay. Three goals to nil. That could like boost, boost, the, yeah. boost the, the team morale, the team spirit morale. and everything. Yes, sir. Especially if like players like uh, Tammy Abraham can get on the score sheet again. I think that will do him good. Okay. Interesting. As long as there's no Millie Rocks, everything should everything be fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving along to our next segment uh, called the Bearded Fantasy Premier League. Uh, this one hasn't been covered very consistently as of late, and we do apologize here at uh, Beer Beards and Football. But uh, we have some notes here uh, for you uh, Fantasy Premier League lovers uh, with Jamie Vardy's uh, consistency. How do you feel? Do you feel like he's a striker that people should be looking to invest into? And even just captaining or vice-captaining because he's, he's on a crazy, incredible purple patch. How do you feel about Jamie Vardy's consistency? And do you feel that managers should invest in him going into game week 14 definitely should because that's exactly what i did for for this uh, previous weekend okay i had two 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 transfers free two free transfers yeah so i sold one of my players and i put in a cheap player for for that player okay and then i invested in jamie vardy captain the guy gave me 24 points i also got 24 points of jamie vardy i'm not gonna lie uh i got 65 points uh, for 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 um, game week thirteen and uh, for tonight's game with uh, is it Newcastle and Aston Villa, yeah, yeah. I I I don't have either 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 any player from either of those teams, so I have a solid sixty five. Uh, funny enough, I I I saw Diniko is uh, literally a point behind me, which is interesting. <laughs> so, uh, Diniko, um, bye bye. Uh, with Tarkowski being an option as well at, at at the back, he's part of the dream team, and he's been honestly incredible uh obviously for me the past two weeks before this one he was a bit rusty but then he came back strong and powerful yeah, yeah. and i think he got a goal this weekend tarkowski yeah, yeah. um he's one to look into as well and uh this is a juicy one that i want to ask before we close off the show tammy abraham or harry kane right now right I'm now sti i'm going into game week 14 tammy abraham or harry kane i'm sticking with tammy you're sticking with Tammy. Yeah, I'm sticking with Is it Tammy. because you're a Chelsea boy? No, no. You're also a boy from West London, so that's no. It, it can only make sense why you feel that way. It's 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 not that. I just feel like West Ham as an opposition this weekend are there for for the taking. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Tammy will get a goal too this weekend. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm sticking with Tammy. All I need to do in my team is um reinvest maybe in defense. I need to get someone else because. For, to, for today's game, I, I have a player who's supposed to play because I'm currently mm -hmm. sitting on 51 points, mm -hmm. I think, but I still have Tyrone Mings okay. from Aston Villa. So, because it's interesting, both Tammy Abraham and Harry Kane have uh, Champions League obligations this week. 
respectively. So it's going to be interesting. I feel like Harry Kane is going to be on the up, especially considering that he's in a Mourinho team. And Mourinho t- we, we all know Mourinho teams like a point of reference. Yeah, and yeah. Who, who else would you want to be your point of reference other than Harry Kane, arguably the best striker in the world? So... It's a tough, it's a, ch- a tough choice for you uh, FPL managers out there, but uh, we trust that you guys uh, will be fit enough to make that decision. Um, please follow us on all our social media handles, uh, platforms rather, uh, on our Beer Beards and Football handle. Uh, check out our Instagram and Twitter page. And uh, yeah, game week fourteen. Anything that you'd like to add? Uh, on Insta on uh, Twitter, it's uh, Beer Beards and, F- and F1. And F1, Beer Beards and F1. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Game week 14, looking forward to it. And remember, there are only two people who don't have beards in the world, and that's women and children. Say no to racism. Beer, beards, and football, signing out.